Today, I'm going to reflect on the subject of loneliness. This is a subject that's difficult to describe. It's even difficult to talk about. Ask someone if they're sad, and you'll probably get an answer. Ask someone if they're mad, and you will probably definitely get an answer. But ask someone if they are lonely, and you'll probably not hear anything. To begin to describe what loneliness is, it is important to discuss what it is not. It is not just being alone. It is not just solitude. Loneliness is marked by a sense of separation and isolation. Solitude, on the other hand, is a state of being alone without isolation or solitude. It can lead to self-awareness, self-renewal. And in our second scriptural passage, Jesus describes a state of being alone or in solitude, not loneliness. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away with me to a deserted place, all by yourselves, and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure time even to eat. And they went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. Just like the disciples, we all like to be alone and have some solitude. Whether it is just a minute, an hour, or a day, we need those times to recharge our batteries, to get away from it all, or spend some time with ourselves. However, these times of being alone or having some solitude do not mean that we have blocked out others from our lives. One of the earliest stories about loneliness is from the book of Genesis and our first scriptural passage for today. However, the translation that I'm going to read from is not particularly biblical. One day, an angel appeared to Adam. The angel said, Adam, I've got great news for you. God is going to create something wonderful for you. Adam said, oh, what is it going to be? What is it? The angel said, it's not an it. It's a she. God is going to make something called a woman. Adam said, please go on. The angel continued, this is going to be wonderful. This woman will be made to look a lot like you, only much better looking. (laughs) She will be very intelligent, charming, and caring. She will help you take care of the garden, and work with you to name all these animals running around here. In fact, she will be better at it and everything else than you are. Adam said with excitement, Wow, that sounds amazing. I'd really like to be with someone like that. But what's it going to cost me? The angel said, Well, I don't know, Adam. I think it's going to be very expensive, but I'll find out. But it'll probably cost you an arm and a leg. Adam thought about it for a minute and then replied, Well, 
what can I get for a rib? There are many causes of loneliness. There is loneliness caused by fear that says, if anyone gets too close to me, the real me will be revealed, and I will be embarrassed. I feel too inadequate to be with people. There is the loneliness caused by despair that says, I have just lost a loved one. And the thought of being with others who have not suffered through such a loss would be unbearable to me. There's the loneliness caused by pride that will never take the first step that demands something from the other person first. A gesture of humility, obedience, or an apology. The path we take can contribute to our loneliness. This is a very important point. Life is a constant moving away. We move away from the things of the past, leaving the past behind to move on to the present and to the future. We tend to think that to move on means to separate oneself from the past, and all that it embraces, to just let it go. All this produces a kind of wistful loneliness, knowing that things must change, but longing, longing for the past. The society in which we live can also create loneliness within us. American society elevates the trait of competitiveness to an extreme. You are not successful unless you are the best. You are not you are a nobody unless you know all the right people. You are not recognized as worthy unless you have become the person society expects you to be. In other words, life in this society is a competition to be the best, and only the best get the prize. Therefore, we have become competitors because many of us are seeking the same prize at the same time. Due to our perceived need to compete with all those around us, we distance ourselves from our fellow competitors, and we do not want to have a relationship with them. The problem is, when we sacrifice others to become the best, often it means we are lonely within ourselves, even if we are the best. There are many more causes of loneliness, but just what is it that they cause? A big element of loneliness is to keep others intentionally or unintentionally from entering and participating in our lives. Rabbi Harold Kushner, one of my favorite theologians, says of loneliness, more than any other human problem, loneliness is the absence of any meaningful human connection that drains joy and sense of purpose from our lives. 
Loneliness has been described like a wall that one has built around oneself to keep other people from getting too close, not to have any relationship with others. The wall creates isolation and loneliness. Loneliness has also been described as living in a cave. One may come out of the cave occasionally, but when other people come too close, they zip right back into that cave, into the darkness that is within. Another description of loneliness is that people feel like they almost always must wear a suit of armor from the top of the head to the feet. And only when they are protected with that armor do they feel they can enter the world of other people. Now, the person surrounded by the wall or that live in the cave all want to be with other people. But they just can't find a way to open that gate, get out of the cave. And with respect to the person who wears the armor, they don't want to take off that suit of armor in public because people would see what's really underneath that armor. They don't think people would want that. Do any of these descriptions sound familiar? Do they apply to any of us? I'm sure that all of us here today have have other terms or symbols to express our feelings of loneliness. For these feelings are common to all of us, each and every one of us, at one time or another. In its extreme, loneliness can make us become extremely distant from others in our lives, even even ourselves. And more importantly, even from God. At the very least, loneliness makes life unpleasant and frustrating. At its worst, it leaves us wondering, is there a way to rid ourselves of loneliness? So now we come to the most important point I want to make. What role can faith in God through Jesus Christ have in helping us to deal with with our loneliness. Our faith in God approaches our epidemic of loneliness, not by telling us that if we pray or we make offerings, etc., 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 God will give us all we want, including an end to our loneliness. That's not going to happen. But it offers us a vision of a community of believers in God, where people no longer condemn themselves to loneliness by blocking people out of their lives or by seeing other people as rivals. A community offers instead a place to which we can bring our whole selves, our open selves, our unarmored selves, not just that part of ourselves, that we want people to see and to encounter. We encounter in such a community our whole selves and the whole selves of others. 
We can't meet them anywhere else. As is stated in our first scriptural passage, then the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. The basis for our faith is not to be continually alone, but to be in a community of others wherein we all share something very important. We all share faith. By being an active part of that community, we can come to understand that loneliness does not have to be, listen to this, a negative. Loneliness does not have to be a negative. It can be a positive in our lives. And just as importantly, in the lives of others. Loneliness can be viewed as a gift from God, believe it or not. One of the best descriptions of the gift of loneliness is by theologian Henry Newen, who wrote, Loneliness is like a wound, a wound that is as deep and as wide as the Grand Canyon, a deep incision into the surface of our existence, which has become an inexhaustible source of beauty and understanding. The way of life of faith in God does not take away our loneliness. It protects and cherishes it as a precious gift because it can be the basis of connection with another person sharing the same personal Loneliness. One might think that no one can ever understand your loneliness. But they're there. They're there. And they will understand your loneliness because they are going through the same or very similar loneliness themselves. Our task in living a life of faith in a faith community is not to take away the pain of loneliness, but rather to open up the pain to a level where it can be shared with another. The sharing of wounds will bring healing to those wounds. It will not occur in hiding them or pretending that they don't exist. I've been talking about a community. Where is such a community? The key to finding such a place is to find where we can be close with people and not distant from them. Where we can be in a close personal relationship and belong together. It is a familiar and very close connection with one another as a result of a bond that is formed through knowledge and experience of each other. That closeness comes through joining with others to come together to pursue a goal greater than themselves. To pursue a goal greater than themselves. Where can we find such a community? Well, I kind of have a hunch. You all know what I'm about to say. My answer is that we already have found it already have found it. It is right here in this house of God known as the Neighborhood Church. It is here every Sunday 
where you can hear the words, no matter where you are in the walk of life, and no matter where you are in the walk of faith, you are welcome here. You are welcome here. If we live pursuant to our own description of ourselves, then we have an intimacy with one another. We have a bond and a common goal to come to know and attempt to understand God through Jesus Christ. If we are experiencing loneliness, then we have the gift of sharing it with others in our community. We are not separated from others in our loneliness. In fact, we can experience it together. As Dag Hammarskjöld, the second secretary of the United Nations, wrote, what makes loneliness an anguish is not that I have no one else to share my burden, but this, I only have my burden to share. I only have my burden to share. That's the anguish. We're all called to share and bear our loneliness together. I have seen this kind of sharing frequently in the adult classes that we have here regularly. Usually we're studying the Bible or a book written by a famous theologian or theological terms. But during that process, people discover how the words that are being used in that class become very personal to them. Something clicks inside and they become very and deeply personal. Then they share that spiritual impact with others that are in the class. More than a few times, that issue has been one of loneliness. And how being in the faith community of the neighborhood church has helped them open themselves to share their loneliness with others. Therefore, and thereby, the healing begins. That's in one of those classes. Maybe a plug for one that's going to happen in the fall. But that is what happens. That is the gift of loneliness. That is the gift of the neighborhood church. That is the gift we can all receive and share together. And we are all blessed by all the gifts we have received, including the gift of loneliness. Amen.